plus fastball righties up and in boom just he's guessing there I'm not even saying he's guessing there because he's he, he doesn't swing often yeah well that was that was fun Mets win just wanted to get that out there as we bring on our friend Brad Topham baseball analyst color analyst for UL baseball man knows the sport he played, he's coached, he calls action, and uh, he is on the airways with us now. Good morning, Brad. How you feeling? I feel great. I really couldn't understand that call. Uh, my ring's so big from last year from being a world champion. It's hard to hear those weird calls. But uh, yeah, how does, uh, how, what, how does one acquire a ring when they're just a fan, and how does a ring impact your hearing? Well, when they're, when you always, you get so used to hearing world champion until someone beats you, you don't really mind, you don't really hear all the nonsense, like the little flies. You know, you hit a little home run here, hit a little home run there. Eh, you don't worry about it. Because right. you know you can get it done when it counts. Mm-hmm. Truth and concept, my friend. 6 4 uh, Mets over the Braves. And um, I, I, I just, I didn't even play a clip from, from, last, from last night's game. I just, I figured, let's, I know. you know, let's, let's just. It's okay. I, I didn't even want to go. I, didn't, I just okay. figured I'd start out nice here. Um, you know, all all jokes aside, uh, I like, you know, I like, I don't like. I, I think what the Braves did at the trade deadline was very good. Um, I thought the Maves, the Mets really should have added a middle reliever. But I, what I want to do with you in this Seamhead segment, Brad, is now here we are, August the 5th. I want to separate contenders from pretenders because while there are some teams that are really good you know Yankees Astros I mean the Dodgers are strong the Braves and Mets are good but they're like because of the nature of the playoffs and because of you know what everyone did at the trade deadline like the you know like the like like the Padres for instance it just it feels like to me and maybe I'm just a prisoner of the moment that this year more teams are just going for it. You know, uh, you, you see moves at the trade deadline. And look, sometimes a team improves themselves, you know, to, to make a run this year. And it's a good move for the future. But, you know, you can get a pretty good feel of the trade deadline of how serious this team is about trying to win it this year. And it seems like this year there's, there's more than others. Because when you get in the postseason and you've got, you know, oh, man, this is a fun team. No one expected them to be here. It's very different than, man, this team just did a whole lot and made this trade and did that and traded away prospects just to have a shot here. It, it, it adds the pressure in a weird way. It makes it, you know, more anxiety-driven, I guess, for the fans. Yeah, I think the, um, the, the chasm between the have and the have-nots shrunk a lot. You have more teams that are haves this year. And it feels like, which is a good thing, there's a lot of teams that are going for it without breaking the bank. You know, for me, this is a quick example. The Washington Nationals went for it two years in a row, trading away all their best prospects for bullpen help. And they got it. Great. And they won it. You don't sign Rendon and you let Scherzer go last year. But they were terrible last year. So for me... No, I don't feel like anybody broke the bank without a future, you know, and I bring I say it like that is because of obviously the Padre trade. So I, I feel like a lot of teams are going for it. You have less of the haves, less of the have nots than you normally do. And it, it's better for the game because I don't think anybody 
just destroyed their future to win today. I mean, uh, Juan Soto, you think he is in San Diego long term? I think the Hispanic population on the West Coast is pretty big. I think the Padres are, Padres owner reminds me of Illich in Detroit. He's going to keep building, and he wants to win. And I think the Dodgers have a lot to do with it. It's, it's starting to feel like an ego thing. I'm, we're going to prove we can compete with the Dodgers. Um, and you know what? You put Soto with next to a Tatis with Machado. You have three Latin players. Two of them are from one generation, one from another. And you also have a right-left combination. So you lock up your two, three, four long-term. Yeah, I see Soto staying because the Dodgers have too many big contracts, and so do the Yankees. I don't think he chases the money as much because if it's just about money, he stays in Washington. You know, I think he stays on the West Coast, and I, I think you you create a core in San Diego that lasts for a while. I, I think San Diego. I don't. Are they going to spend that kind of money on multiple players? Because they're not the Yankees or Dodgers, as you put it. I mean, either way, I like the move, right? If anything, all right, we'll go to arbitration, and and we can run it back next year, and then maybe we go to arbitration again, and then maybe then we would trade him at the deadline if he doesn't want to accept, right. you know, what offer we have. So they have they have some wiggle room here, and um, you know they did they did give up quite a haul to get him. But when you're a team like San Diego, I, I, I will always respect a team that goes for it. I mean, it sucks when it doesn't work out, but, like, that's what you, that's what you want. If you're a fan of a team, like, what are, what are we doing here? What are we playing for? Um, and, and, you know, when, when you win that championship, it's great. You know, I mean, it wasn't – was it six years ago the Royals won it all? They've been one of the worst teams in baseball for years. But I bet you if you went back, none of those – if you could tell a Royals fan, hey, you want that championship or you want to be in the mix to maybe get one of the last wild card spots in this expanded postseason this year, we all know what they're going to say, Brad. I mean, you you try sure. to get the ring. And I'm looking at a number of teams here, and let's let's just start in the AL. Now, right out the bat, Yankees, Astros, we know contenders, right? You're not going to – I know you well enough no. and you're a smart enough guy. You're not going to try no. to make the argument that either is a pretender. Um, the question is in the American league, what about after that? So honestly, here's my thing. The, the team offensively that can play with both of them that you cannot forget about is the, um, Tampa Bay. Not Tampa Bay. I'm sorry. The, um, Toronto. Toronto has got the lineup to go toe to toe. They made some moves. It took them a while to get going. It's, they can go toe-to-toe. Toronto is not a pretender, and they are going nowhere. The other side to it is the um, what is Seattle? I don't know if they're a pretender or not. And isn't it sad? If I'm watching Seattle this year, Scott, I'm saying yes. But how do you take the last 10 years of Seattle out of your brain? And I, I just can't. Um, they're a contender. But I don't know if you've checked the standings. Do you know if I gave you all the money in the world and told you what is Baltimore's record? I don't think you ever get three games. I, I, no, there. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I only know because I was surprised when they made the trade, and without saying it, what are they fifty four and fifty one? They came out yeah. when they made the trade and basically said, and not this exact phrasing, but you know, we kind of crunched the numbers, and uh, we're not going to win it all this year. So, hey, 
What, whereas their fans are like, what the heck? We, 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 you know, we're feeling like the movie Major League here. Ragtag, you know, all these guys not playing that great, starting the season off awful. Then we just go on these long win streaks. And um, I don't know, man. I, 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 part of me wishes Baltimore would have just made a move to try to, you know, go far this year because they're a pretty fun team to watch. Yes, but yet the crazy thing is they make the trade on Monday the 1st, and all they do is they go out and they take two games on the road from the Rangers. They had a loss, you know? yeah. So, no. No, but they're, um, they're, a, they're a good story. Uh, that, that's a whole other conversation of dealing with that, 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 whole, um, that whole division is such a monster. But it's not, you want to see relevancy, and that's what I'm talking about with the have-nots. I mean, seriously, I don't care what Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, the Cubs, Baseball's bad when the Cubs aren't good. That's not good for baseball. Um, isn't it funny, though, the central division in both leagues is like, meh. And if you ask the average person who's the best team, people normally say St. Louis just because of tradition. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It, it, it's, but I'm overlooking both of, both divisions. You talk about the, the, the pretenders and contenders. To me, the central division, and you trade away Josh Hader. I get why you trade Josh Hader away uh, the Padres. I get it. But it doesn't matter. You just trade away Josh Hader. I'm sorry. The central division on both ends, they're pretenders. I, I look at the Twins, and I was talking about this earlier this week. They've. I, I was. I was. I actually misspoke. I was saying they had lost 15 playoff games in a row. I was wrong. I'm sorry. It's actually 18. They've lost 18 wow. postseason games in a row. It is the longest playoff losing streak in. You know, any team in the NBA, MLB, NHL, and NFL, so North American professional sports, uh, you know, the four major leagues, that's, that is hard to do, really hard to do. And I know they're, they're at the top of the Central now, uh, you know, by maybe a half game over Cleveland, but they make some moves with the deadline. I'm like, poor Minnesota, we all know where this is going. They're going to get into the postseason, and they're probably going to make it, you know, 21 in a row or, or 19 in a row or something. Like, they, you know, if they win the division, I'm, I'm looking at, just looking at three and done. I mean, it, it, everyone expected the White Sox to do something in there. Uh, they've been a heavy disappointment this year. They could still win the division and get in, but I'm not expecting an old Miss Rebels type run when your manager is uh, no. 108 and falling asleep in the dugout. No, I'm not. And the crazy part, Baltimore would be one game. Baltimore's playing in a division that's going to pull two or three wild cards. And Baltimore would be a game out of first place yeah. in the Central. Yep, yep. So playing a harder schedule. Shoot, Boston, Boston the last place team in the East would win the Central, you know, probably. That's it. That's it. Ah, Brad, top of but, our guess. Yeah, they're, um, it's toward, going to your question, too, I think when, if you want to really look at it, and one of the LSU name, um, Gosman is still pitching well. Gosman's with Toronto now. They had also traded for uh, Manoa last year. I think the Blue Jays, I'm telling you, that's going to be a very tough matchup for anybody. Now, granted, it's Astros Yankees. You want to talk about MLB? I mean, what MLB wants? Oh, yeah. They want Astros Yankees. Because you know what? If Astros are on and my Braves are playing, I might put the Braves on the iPad and put the Astros and Yankees on the big screen because of the drama. Because I think it's cause it's going to be that good of a series. But Toronto, to me, is the scary team in the American League. All right, so the contenders, Yankees, Astros, Blue Jays, dark horse contender in a way. Brad needs to see a little more out of Seattle, Tampa, yeah. Minnesota, Cleveland, yeah. Baltimore, Chicago. All those teams, even Boston, they're not, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't 
think no. they'll be in the playoffs. Hey, and to be fair, I don't think they're going to be in the playoffs, I but the I, I, one to sell. they're one of those teams that if they still you know, had a little run, they could do it. But they're playing so terrible right now. And Yeah, um, I'm not worried about Boston. And I, I sell too quickly on Tampa Bay, I'll, full disclosure. But I still, I'm never betting on Tampa Bay. I just don't believe in their style long term. And I just wait for it to fold. So, yeah, I, I think the, East, the American League is two teams, plus maybe, and Tampa Bay, Toronto could upset somebody. In the National League, you got those Dodgers. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of money. Rest in peace, Vince Scully. Uh, a lot of pop. A lot of arm. Where, where is, uh, is there a hole on the Dodgers roster? Well, before we go there, let me, let me share a quick story of the Vince Scully thing. It's sad, but it's not sad for me. Um, so tomorrow, it'll be two weeks we leave my dad to rest. Thought dementia is terrible. But Vince Scully, believe it or not, it is, it has, has a memory for me that the older I've gotten because I've become more cherished. You know, we all have those moments. Sometimes they're tragic. Sometimes they're great. You know, from my parents' generation, it was, where were you when you heard about Kennedy? You know, the tragic in my life was probably where I was when the space shuttle blew up. I remember exactly. But Vin Scully has a memory for me and my dad that will live on forever. The Kurt Gibson home run. Whenever I hear that call, I am instantly transported in my mind to being in a truck. on the. If you've ever driven the back roads from Baton Rouge to Morgan City, you've got to go through Pierreport and White Castle and all these back roads. And I remember we could pick up an AM station, hear the World Series call, of Vin Scully and that home run. I was in the truck coming home from an LSU game. You know, that was my, that was my big thing. That, that, so that, that was a, uh, Vin Scully is going to carry memory with my dad for me forever. Let's listen. The game right now is at the plate. An iconic moment in Major League history right there. That's it. And like I said, it'll always carry, so I'm always appreciative. And I'm sure there's a lot of people my age group in their 50s, you know, 60s, that can pinpoint something. I mean, I know we did some historic stuff, but that was big. But back to your question, honestly, the Dodgers are still the class to me um, because of I think they have, whether anybody likes to talk about it, about starting pitching, their offense, I don't find their offense is going to be any better than the Mets or the Braves, to be perfectly honest. Um, I think the Mets did something for once correct to add pieces. You maybe not have got all the pieces that you had mentioned earlier about a reliever, but I like what they did. Last night, and this is, I'm bringing up the Mets to go to the Dodgers. Last night, they started four lefties in a row. By the way, really love your offensive tackle, DH Vogelbach, that dude. Seriously, he's the first back to back jacks, that. man. That's yeah, yeah. Some That's call it. him a fullback. I think you say he's more of a guard build. Dude, <laughs> I ain't fullback, talking about basketball he, guard. No, he, he's a hand sandwich away from three bills. But I like what they did. He started four lefties because the Braves threw a righty. And one of the comments from the Braves announcer was, "Hey, this matchup maybe works late in the game." And Jeff Francoeur, knowing the game, goes, "Yeah, but the only downside is he can then counter with Canna." And he started going through a few different names. The point is, 
you, the net created opportunities for advantages, whereas the Dodgers have great players. So win a World Series, the Braves proved it last year. Eddie Rosario is hitting 180. He was the NLCS MVP. Soler is hitting 190 right now with Miami. He was the World Series MVP. But you got him hot as good pieces. And I think the Mets, and I'm telling you now, we'll know more in nine days because of the schedule. But I'm telling you, the one thing I appreciate about the Mets that I think gives them a chance against the Dodgers, the Mets are playing probably better against the Braves than they are against anybody. And that hasn't been the case in recent years. So I don't think the Dodgers will scare the Mets. You know they don't scare the Braves. The Braves beat them last year. But I don't think the Dodgers will scare the Mets at all. You know, so I think truly, I, I, I think it's the Braves or the Mets against the Dodgers and the, the NLCS. I, I really do. So those are your three contenders, not San Diego. Yes, yeah, so I don't. So here's my only catch: How can when Tatis comes back? Remember, this is a dude that did not have surgery on a loose shoulder. And, my God, Cajun fans know, if you remember Brock, uh, Drake Osborne, catching random things in his shoulder would pop out. You know, actually, he's, he's out for the year in minor league baseball. He's getting his shoulder fixed because it's loose. Tatis never had it surgically repaired. That scares me. He's coming back from a broke wrist. If Tatis comes back and plays well, they're good. Dude, Ronald Acuna hit his first home run in a month last night. He's hitting two fifty. Acuna is barely a year out of ACL surgery. I don't know if he comes back all the way this year. I think next year he has a huge year. Same thing with um, Tatis. I'll believe the Padres when I see if if Tatis comes back healthy and looks like the player he was when he left. Dude, Padres are scary. They are. But then they're a contender. And by the way, they added Hayter. God, that dude's disgusting. Outside of Freddie Freeman, nobody hit that dude as a lefty. So that dude is disgusting, but I'm going to tell you, I would love because the Dodgers have won the division. It's over. But I would love to see San Diego and the Dodgers in the playoffs. You want to talk about a playoff series? That would actually – TV might not like it because it would be West Coast, East Coast, but could you imagine basically a semifinal of the Braves and the Mets and the Dodgers and the Padres? That's, to me, I, that should, that's, that should be that's it. Where, that's, what it should be. that's what it should be. Yeah. You know, with respect But, no, the Padres, the I'll tell you, Scott, Hater, dude, uh, just just from when he plays the Braves, I'd, I'd see him close. I will stick around and watch a game the Braves are losing if I have something to do. I'll, if I'm listening to it outside, I will go inside and watch TV if Josh Hater comes on the mound. That, that skinny, long-haired dude, I mean, don't get me wrong, he looks like he's dealing meth in the back alley. But, my God, he can pitch. and he, He's just fun to watch. Brad Topham has been our guest. Um, the how much of this, like, let's look at the Mets for instance. They get Degrom back. Of course, they very uh, aptly decide to not give him any offense. But that was a big talking point, right? Trade deadline. Um, you know, you got some problems offensively. A catcher. You could add a reliever. Well, you get Degrom's coming back, so that's really the biggest move because he's the best pitcher in baseball when healthy. Right. Well, of the of the contenders that you've named and you've given us seven, what who is the single most important player on any of the teams? Where if if they lose that guy, they quickly immediately go to pretender. Um, poof. well, Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge goes away. Yankees are done. 
I truly believe that. Wow. Um, Aaron Judge, because he's the key. Because he's going to give you offense. But the, the one thing that, listen, so the Yankees did something very intelligent, finally. They quit, they quit going George Steinbrenner, and they went baseball. They got rid of sluggers like Gary Sanchez and got a really good defensive catcher. They lost a shortstop who could hit. They got a really good defensive shortstop. So they improved on defense. They made themselves a more balanced team. However, they're home run dependent, like my Braves are. But Aaron Judge, he's, he's, he's what starts the drink. And they got the best record in the American League, right? Guess who hasn't been hurt all year? Aaron Judge. I mean, so for me, if Judge goes down, Yankees don't go. Judge goes down, Astro fans can get, their t- get ready for the World Series. Brad Topham has been our guest. Um, let's go Mets. Yeah, let's go home. Uh, <laughs> now, and listen, I'm giving you credit because I like what the Mets did. When I, when I heard the little pickup at the deadline, I was thinking to myself, crap. Because I do believe in a good team doesn't need – okay, put it this way. If the Mets say if the Mets win got Soto, you know the concept in that locker room would have been our identity is different, right? We now have Soto. We have this. Your identity is different. You're already a good team. By going get pieces, your identity stayed the same to me, and you became a more challenging matchup. And your manager, who is a good manager, now has options, and the opposing coach has to worry about it. So I think the Mets finally acted with some intelligence. I don't know if it'll keep acting like that because you got to own with big checkbook and wants to keep writing checks. But I think what they did was smart, and hopefully, you know, you find a way to screw it up. Last thing, my friend. Yesterday marked 19 years. Whenever Nolan Ryan got seven hits on Robin Ventura, literally, um, uh, you know, guys twenty years older than him puts him in a headlock. It was an iconic moment. I remember, you know, watching it on Sports Center, just like, wow, look, look at this old dude. I mean, he was, you know, in '93, he's doing a lot of Advil ads, and you know, he was he was a a playing legend. But that moment, and and all of the, the you know all the no-hitters he threw, all these things he did in his illustrious career. You ask somebody that, you know, was born in the, you know, late 70s, early 80s, get name a Nolan Ryan moment, that's the first moment they're going to bring up. And yep. if, if, that ha- if, if Twitter was around then, I think the whole app would have just exploded. <laughs> it would have been. Oh my god! It, it's still like an iconic moment today, and you you see the replay and the all blue backdrop behind home plate, and Ventura decides I'm going to go. I mean, for Ventura, one of the greatest college baseball players, and and a guy that had a really good pro career. Same thing. You ask somebody, hey, what do you? What was first thing you think of? Would you think of Robin Ventura? I I, I can think. Of, I can think of one oh, yeah. thing in terms of like scrums in sports you might you could argue there are some more memorable because of the uh, unfortunate aftermath of it whether you know it, it be someone getting hurt or or something like that you know luckily this wasn't one where anybody was like seriously injured and so it just immediately became this sports highlight that i think honestly it, it's it's gonna be around forever like it's a hundred years from now they're still gonna be playing that clip if Robin Ventura got elected to the, the Pro Baseball Hall of Fame when ESPN was showing it, you know they would say, and who could ever forget? 
and I'm sure Robin Ventura, of all the decisions he's made in his life, biggest regret. He'd probably take that one. Oh my God, he'd like he, if he if he back. says he doesn't regret it, he's lying through his teeth. To me, man, if I'm him, I'd be doing, I'd be trying to make some money doing a commercial, you know, with Nolan Ryan. So if this ever happens, use Advil. You know, I'd make a joke out of it because it's one of the funniest things ever. He picked a fight with the wrong damn grandpa. And you know what's funny? You could have been young when it happened, and you're older now, and now you start going, yeah, that's what that young guy gets. That's right, you know, that's right, yeah. young when it happened. <laughs> that's, that is the epitome of old man strength right there. That's it. That's it. Now, the, the, you know, the scrum, I, always, I, don't, I know it's not so much of a scrum, but it's the weirdest situation. I always thank God it was never me. Was Pedro Martinez and Don Zimmer? That was where he threw him to the yeah, ground. Yeah, it was terrible. But at the same time, what did you want him to do? There's a man charging me. I know he's 90, and if he, he punches me, it's like a, you know a, fly, a, a cloud of dust flying up from his hand. But what do you want me to do? He's Zimmer looking like the main character in Up, and then afterwards he's <laughs> you know he's like crying his eyes out in the press conference, and they're all making Pedro out to be. You know, this terrible yeah. individual. And Pedro, he was just standing there like, come on, like, come on. If you're coming, I'm not moving. And he just pushed yeah. him out of the way. It really, yeah. it only felt, he him. It oh, only yeah. felt he violent him. because Zimmer was, you know, 106. You and know? He 17 feet. Oh, yeah. He's like a soccer player. What? The, onto the ground. That's, yeah, that ain't old man. That's a different kind of, that's, a, that's. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's just. When I was 50, I could have taken him. I forgot I'm not 50. Yeah, you're not. You ain't Nolan Ryan, buddy. Sorry about that. No, you're um, not. Brad Topham has been our guest. Brad, man, I, I appreciate you taking the time. It's always good to talk talk with you and talk baseball with you. Um, enjoy uh, losing the series uh, coming up here today and tomorrow, right. and uh, we'll uh, we'll chat Shut again. It. We'll chat again soon, my friend. All right, my brother. Take care. Thank you. That is former host of the Top's Take, and uh, always love talking. That little C-Med segment with Brad Topham.